0: The next episode of Nerd, Flicks, and Chill will start in 3,
1: two, 1, zero. Hey everybody, this is Nick.
0: And this is Carrie.
1: And we are Nerd, Flicks, and Chill, and welcome to Game of Thrones' first take, exclusively on LRM. Season 7, Episode 6, Beyond the Wall, has just ended, and we're here to give you our first take on what went down in Westeros tonight.
0: But before we get into it, we also want to let you know that we will be doing our full detailed breakdown of the episode on our regular podcast feed called Nerd Flicks and Chill, which you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our website, nerdflixandchill.com.
1: So this episode has actually been making the rounds online ever since last Tuesday thanks to some schmuck in HBO's uh, Spanish division up in Spain who inadvertently leaked the episode online and it's been making the rounds ever since so it's been kind of difficult to avoid spoilers huh?
0: Not for me I have not seen any spoilers I have remained spoiler free even though some friends of mine had admitted to me that they'd seen it they kept their mouth shut because if they knew if they didn't they would have to deal with the wrath of me. And yes. they knew better.
1: <laughs> I would I would like to thank two people. Oh, okay. The, the asshole with the YouTube channel and the YouTube algorithm that when I opened up the YouTube app on my phone to look for something completely unrelated showed me a video with a thumbnail of a blue-eyed dragon.
0: Oh, crap!
1: Yeah, spoiled the last fucking shot of this thing. I have a whole thing that I'm going to talk about with, with the kind of the leaks and the spoilers and, and the awful carpet bombing of spoilers that we saw over the past week. But I'm going to save that for Monday since we're talking oh, about he- reactions. Uh, what What was your immediate reaction to this episode?
0: Well, my immediate reaction is that this is actually our immediate reaction. Neither one of us watched the episode prior to tonight. so That's true. With that being said, I think my first words to you when you and I got on our call is, "Oh my God, I'm sweating i i I was yelling at my t v during this episode, and yes i'm right now i'm I'm sweating. <laughs>
1: uh, I thought this was great, and maybe for the first time where Game of Thrones felt like i mean it's always felt like a fantasy show, right? right. But this felt like in the realm of pure fantasy this time. Like, it was very reminiscent to me of, like, the Lord of the Rings oh, very and some much. of that classic stuff. Like, when those guys are trekking, you know, north of the wall and they run into a White Walker fucking bear. Yeah. I was like, man, this is, like, some, like, deep-rooted fantasy awesomeness. And I really loved it.
0: I do too. It's, it's one of my favorite genres of movie when it's done right. It's, it's such a fine line. It can be either really cheesy, or done really well. And this was done really, really well. I was just, I was just picture, picturing them actually filming the whole trekking part and then basically just walking around in the same area, but them getting different camera shots where it made it look like they were in different locations. But in actuality, they're just walking in a circle.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I loved all the fantasy elements here. I thought Alan Taylor, who is back directing Game of Thrones after a long hiatus, he was with the show initially in the first two seasons. Uh, Great to see him back in the director's chair. I thought he did a great job with this episode. Um, I I know people are going to nitpick a couple things, like getting from Dragonstone to north of the wall in in a relatively short amount of time. I don't care because that was all fucking awesome.
0: Because those people know how fast dragons can fly, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't give a shit how fast dragons can fly. (laughs) Let's get them moving. That's true. Uh, It was also a good thing that uh, the Night King's high school track team experience is paying off now with the javelin toss that took uh, a dragon (laughs) out of the sky.
0: Okay, so you're comparing them to a high school track team, and I would like to compare the White Walkers to a string of Christmas lights. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. when one goes out,
0: they all go out.
1: <laughs> I was, you know, I have been reluctant about this whole kind of uh, almost like the droid army of Episode One kind of thing. That if you kill one of the White Walkers, that you know they all die. Yeah. But the way the show pulled it off was kind of interesting. The the, the implication that you know the ones that they turn, you know, it, they'll die. Right. And I thought that was kind of a neat. I thought that was kind of a neat thing.
0: Yeah, so it's not an all-or-nothing thing. It just happens to be whatever one is theirs, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, it worked a lot better than I was expecting it to work. Yeah. Um. So let's talk a little bit about the, the, big, the big stuff north of the wall here. Um, as far as which dragon died, I don't think we know, but I think we're given enough to assume that it was Viserion that died. Yeah, uh, I
0: I have no idea. I was trying to see or I was trying to tell and I, I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. I'm not sure.
1: Well, they did a couple of things that were interesting with regards to like tricks with his color because Viserion is traditionally green right. and his greens really popped more as opposed to being muddy and I think that was designed to visually make him... The uh, the focal point because mm-hmm. they were gonna he was gonna be the one. Plus, um, from a narrative perspective, Viserion is named after Viserys, Daenerys' brother, who is a little bit kooky. The one that Kaldrogo killed. Well, so, yeah,
0: it would also work too if the one that was left is the one that's named after Jon Snow's father.
1: Yeah, you know, I was half expecting when Jon was kind of riding off on that horse right before he got to the the horse. Uh, I kind of expected Rhaegal to maybe show up and help him out.
0: Yeah, I thought so too.
1: But instead it was Benjen.
0: It was! I was not expecting that. That was a surprise.
1: And Benjen continued to do whatever he could for as long as he could.
0: Yeah, not very long, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, all the red shirts in the Fellowship died also. Yes, that's true. Um, Thoros of Myr died as well. Yep. But you know what? I'm glad the rest of those guys stuck around, because... I really like that group a lot. I was very worried about Tormund.
0: Oh, uh, me too. That's when I was was screaming.
1: He was getting all these great character moments. I know. In this episode.
0: Well, that's why I was worried. Because I'm like, he had that moment where he was talking about Brienne. And like, as if she's waiting for him back in Winterfell. And he was saying that he wanted to have children with her. I'm like, oh, he is so gone. I'm like. Damn it, he's gone. And then the scene happens, and I'm like, no. I this one I was yelling. I mean, if anybody was walking outside my door, they thought something horrible was happening inside my apartment. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was yelling at the TV, but I loved their little moments with um Tormund and the Hound kind of having their little back and forth uh while they were walking. I loved all these little pairings while people were walking. It was so good.
1: There's so many great conversations. The one conversation I wish they would have had would have been about Arya. Because you could say that Arya's three best friends are there in that group of guys with Gendry and the Hound and Jon. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen them talk about her a little bit. It would have been another really great little character moment.
0: Yeah, poor Gendry, man. He's sent off rowing forever. Now he's sent off running forever. I mean, he is like... That was smart, because he is the most athletically uh, built for marathoning, apparently, no matter what the genre.
1: Yeah, we had, like, a full-on North of the Wall Olympics in this episode. We We did! (laughs) We had a javelin toss.
0: A little bit of swimming, kind of. A little
1: bit of swimming, yeah, (laughs) horseback riding. Yeah. All kinds of good stuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and, and I think another takeaway from this episode also... Is that huge reveal? Not so much a reveal, but that huge moment on the boat where John says that he would bend the knee to Daenerys.
0: Yeah, that that was a thick moment. I mean, like there was all kinds of stuff going on there. She saw yeah, all that- of his scars and. She, you know, was trying to, I thought the acting by Amelia Clark was amazing in that scene where she's trying to be stoic, but she's getting overtaken with emotions. She just lost one of her children and, and, and yet here's John now, um, pledging his fealty to her and just the overwhelming amount of emotions in that scene for her were just wonderfully portrayed.
1: Yeah, she did a great job. I mean, if we're going to talk about acting, can I give another shout out to Maisie Williams in this episode, who once again is fucking awesome. She is so great in this episode. That stuff between Arya and Sansa is really dark. It is really intense. And those girls both busted their asses in those scenes this week.
0: Yeah, intense is exactly the word that I would use to describe that. That was, yeah, talk about heavy.
1: What do you make of that? What do you make of that last scene with them together where Arya is walking towards her with the dagger?
0: I don't know. I mean, I didn't think she was going to kill her sister. I mean, that's what they made it seem like. But but then she flips it around and she hands the dagger to her and then yes. walks away. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to look at that again. I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of it.
1: Uh, my initial read on it and I could be way off because I've been saying all along that little finger is in this like really fucked up situation and he doesn't know how dangerous it is. Blah, 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 blah. I've been saying it and he's still alive. He's still around. And nothing I've said seems to be coming to fruition at this point about little finger. Right. However, I kind of read that scene and I, again, could be way off when she hands that dagger to Sansa I took it as you know what I can do. Now you've got to make the call. And I think Arya wants Sansa to uh to have Arya kill Littlefinger. And wear that fucker's face.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I could be off, I could be way wrong, but I still get this vibe that that this is that yeah. this is going to work out okay for the Stark girls. Yeah. I also, you know, thinking about this whole thing about John potentially bending the knee to to Daenerys, um, I'm wondering if we're seeing maybe a possible separation of John's, like, John's, like, northern lineage to his Targaryen lineage. Like, is John shifting to be more Targaryen than he was Stark?
0: Well, maybe. Uh, maybe because he's been around the dragons and around Danny, he's technically around his family. So maybe it's bringing that side out of him more. And he's somehow subconsciously feeling a pull towards that. So, um, but I I guess possibly.
1: Yeah. Now, one of the things that I also thought was interesting here, everybody's been wondering like, well, Danny rides dragon. Who else is going to ride dragon? Who else is going to be John? Fucking everybody, but John. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was a fucking hound and torment. If you had the hound and torment as people that would be on Dragonback next, you win all the money in the pool.
0: Yeah, that the odds on that one were way. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, I never would have thought that uh, a dead white got on Dragonback before John did. Right. But yeah, I mean that was kind of surreal, though, right? I mean that's where I felt like like this is the culmination. Of this kind of fantasy epic where we've shifted so seamlessly between the politics and fantasy, between politics and fantasy. And this episode was pure fantasy and I loved that it went there.
0: Yeah, I did too. I loved it. And again, another great soundtrack for this scene or this uh, oh, whole man. episode.
1: That music as Daenerys is coming through with the dragons is yes. incredible because it is her um, it is her theme primarily, but then it kind of shifts into something completely different. And I'm I'm going to be curious to go back and and see if there's a link between uh, that music between her and John in the cave mm, and and yeah. here. Yeah. I, I honestly I don't know, but I feel like it could be a connection because I'm wondering if that's some greater ice and fire theme that we're going to hear.
0: Yeah, possibly. Speaking of ice, though, I was really kind of surprised. I thought um, there were a couple times in this episode that I thought we would finally hear what has been rumored as the elusive White Walker language. Uh, I don't know if anybody knew um, the guy who created all of the languages for Game of Thrones, uh, uh, David Peterson, I believe his name is um he actually created a language for the white walkers and it has never been heard on the show um i actually got this information directly from him at a convention that i went to we him and i got to talk a little bit and yes he said that there was a language created for the white walkers and has not been on the show he didn't know at that time um this was like two seasons ago he didn't know if they were ever going to use it and i thought for certain you know when we see that line and there's that one um white walker that's leading and i thought we would hear something and then we didn't and then later we saw the knight's king and you know he's got his chain gang that are you know pulling the dragon out i was like oh we're gonna hear it here and nothing so i yeah i don't know i think
1: if you didn't hear it here you're never gonna hear it
0: yeah possibly yeah
1: yeah um but man i mean like you think about all the epic moments like the first time john snow killed a white walker and now here he's like Hand to hand combat with a with a White Walker, yeah, you know, and it's just you know, I mean, the Hound is fighting north of the Wall. Daenerys is north of the Wall. Which, if you remember, back to season two, in her vision in the House of the Undying, Danny saw then in that vision that she would have to go north of the Wall.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And sure enough, she did, and she lost one of her children in the process.
0: Yeah, and let's just say um, another shout out to costuming. For this episode, her winter wear was really lovely.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, good. They have a good seamstress on Dragonstone. That's right. Who whipped up that thing pretty quick. Yep. But I guess you need a cold weather thing, you know, got to have some cold weather gear. But yeah, that is a that is a pretty awesome costume. Um, Also, again, more callbacks, more and more callbacks. Um, The callback, you know, John talking to Jorah. You know, about the, the Valerian steel sword and, and, and that kind of stuff. The one that was really interesting is Tormund rehashing his line to John about how you spent too much time with us and you'll never bend the knee again. Mm-hmm. But then Tormund threw a twist on it where he's like, how many people had to die because he didn't?
0: Well, no, he said, um, well, he, he brought up, um, Ransomator's pride again. That's right. exactly how many people had to die because of his pride,
1: right. and right. that's been
0: said so many times, and John has heard that a couple times. I mean, he has said it, and now it's it's been thrown back at him twice by Danny yeah. and now by torment yeah
1: and and I think that is the thing that that really prompted, uh, yeah John plus, I mean he sees her ride in on Dragonback and you know, John's never seen the dragons in battle before, right? Uh, you know, and they they really kicked a lot of ass while they were there.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I I think this was I, I mean obviously by the end, but a huge turning point with or another level, I guess, not a necessarily a turning point, but another level added to the respect that both Danny and John have for each other because now she has seen him fighting and she had that moment they had that moment where you know she had her hand out and he could have just climbed on the back of drogon and and gone but no he turned around and started kicking ass again and basically you know as far as she knew at that point was sacrificing himself um for them to i don't know i just i I think it was just another great um character moment for each of them to see the strength that each of them have and then also then in the next scene, then we saw each of their vulnerability. We saw her um, reigning in her emotions, and she saw all of his scars.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that is a great kind of intimate moment between the two of them. And I, I do believe this is now full-on romance.
0: Oh, yeah, with the – they were holding hands, and then she did that, that extra little, like, thumb rub on there. Like, that's,
1: that's – that's that's flirtatious right there. Yeah. Um, and you know what? There was one more callback that I did want to mention when John and Beric Dondarrion are talking, you know, which is really cool because these guys both have had the same experience of being resurrected from the dead, which is kind of neat. Although John doesn't really seem all that impressed by it. Right. Um, Beric says to John, you will find little joy in your time here. Yeah. And Maester Aemon once said to John about being Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, He said, you'll find very little joy in your reign. Mm. Uh, And it also ties back to maybe something Alistair Thorne said before he hung him. And is, you know, you'll be fighting their battles for the rest of your life. Uh, John is is a warrior, you know, and and maybe not a king, even though he's kind of the one that that maybe most deserves it because he's most reluctant. Right. So, I mean, even though he's going to bend the knee potentially to Daenerys... I I don't know. I, I think that that makes his character even more important in a weird way. No, I don't think it's weird at all. So, uh, also, Brienne going to King's Landing on behalf of Sansa Stark.
0: For the Council of Elrond.
1: Yes, yes. We it's have happening. We've been talking about this for well over a year. Yep. Um, Going back to our season six podcast, which you can find on our website, nerdflixandjill.com. Nice. Um, plug. we talked about one of the things that we wanted to see was this kind of Council of Elrond style thing where you have all these people get, you know, coming together to have a meeting about what to do about this kind of coming evil. And now we finally have it. It looks like it's going to be going down next week. And it looks like there are going to be a shit ton of characters that we like there.
0: Yeah, I briefly saw the preview for next week. I was setting up my equipment and it kind of was over before I could really concentrate. So that will definitely be something that I look at a bit closer for our next episode.
1: Yeah, and I mean, um, another great thing about this episode was the, the Daenerys and Tyrion stuff. I thought that was really great, too. I think they are establishing a trust with each other. Um, it sounds like even though they're going to have this meeting coming up in the finale next week, it's it sounds like, every, I feel like everybody is going into it with like daggers behind their back.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: You know, Cersei's going to lay a trap. Is Daenerys going to lay a trap? Is Jon going to lay a trap? Is everybody just going to trap everybody? <laughs> uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they just all end up dead and the White Walkers just come down and take everything.
0: And roll credits. <laughs> we, right, don't you know, a, we don't need a final We like, don't even need
1: season eights. <laughs>
0: That would suck.
1: But, I mean, I feel like they really did a great job with moving all the different pieces around in this episode. Um, You know, it really does set up a great finale. I was a little surprised to see no Sam, no No. Cersei, no Jamie, nothing in King's Landing. They kept this thing strictly up in the north, except for... Uh, those couple shots in Dragonstone.
0: No, but it was really funny the the little moment with Tormund and Jon, where Torment was saying something about, "Oh, I'm happy to be back in the north because in the south it smells like pig shit." And he's like, "No, that was that was Winterfell. That's that's the north." Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: like even though you it's south to you, it's still the north.
1: You know they could have done an entire episode of just those seven characters ah, just walking it. through the mountains, and I'd have been fine with it. Yeah, me and too. And just push all the push all the action to next week because those character moments that they all have are really really awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: I like I don't know, and I, I still don't know what some of this stuff means for the Hound. Um, I, I you know he seems to be going south because he parts ways with Beric and Tormund. Yeah. Who appear to be staying at the wall. So does that mean now that the hound is going south with this White Walker and he's gonna be going to this little conclave with everybody? Cause if so Yes I that think puts, so That puts him in the same place as his big brother. Get hype. I know, right? <laughs> like is that is that maybe something that might happen? Maybe.
0: That would be crazy.
1: That that would that would be crazy. Oh my goodness.
0: But yeah, I guess he would be because he's the only one who can really just fling that thing over his back. Who else is going to take it?
1: That's true. He did have to carry that thing around a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so what did you think of the way they executed the plan? The Uh, the plan got a lot of... It got a lot of shit this week from the fan community.
0: Did it? I've, I've been staying away from the fan community because of fuckers that are trying to spoil it. So I've been staying away from it. So um i i i don't know what anybody else thinks i mean i i think the whole plan was stupid quite honestly i mean but it it makes for good tv it makes for dramatic tv but in actuality like to like really do something like that it was fucking stupid but (laughs) it it's it 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 makes for good watching i guess had me screaming yeah, I mean, sweating. how chill,
1: how chilling are those shots, too, when they're, when they're just trapped on this rock formation and they're just, uh, you know, they have all these, these white walkers and whites that are surrounding them. Yeah, and then and it's the, just silence, just dead silence.
0: And then the hound has to go throw in stones. Jerk.
1: I know, right? Uh, also, uh, the, the idea, like, man, the Knight's King to me, or the Knight King, sorry. Uh, The Night King, to me, is a legitimately scary and terrifying character.
0: Well, he's legitimately terrifying and scary, like Jaws is legitimately terrifying and scary. Like, we don't see anything of him, and anytime we do see him, there's something terrible that's happening. But other than that, we know nothing about him. And it's that whole, that same mysterious, keep it on the periphery, don't show very much, and that makes it scary, like, with Jaws.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, is he now going to be like on dragonback?
0: Yes, I would think so.
1: Are, are, and, like, is this is this building towards at some point? Like, maybe we see Daenerys and John flying on dragons together yes. to take down this motherfucker. Like, yes. if that, like, could we put that on like the season eight poster? And like, I, I'd fucking lose my shit.
0: Well, somebody made a season uh, seven poster way back before the season even came out, and it had the Night King on an ice dragon, because they were assuming that this would something like this would be happening.
1: Well, I mean, I think that was also I think some of that stuff was probably out because some of the production stuff, as I understand it, has been out for uh, almost a year. But but I want to save that conversation for some of the things that we're going to talk about in our full extended breakdown that we're going to do on Tuesday. Because the, the carpet bombing of social media with Game of Thrones spoilers this week was really out of control uh, and, and pretty ugly, I thought. Uh, but I have a few things that I want to get off my chest about that. I also... I'm interested in uh, looking kind of back into some of the other history and uh, you know lore of Game of Thrones and you know um, the show and the books and maybe see what similarities and parallels we had here. But one thing I will point out before we wrap up: Did you happen to notice the first shot of the episode, the opening shot?
0: After everything that just happened, I don't remember what it
1: was. The actually. opening shot. The opening shot kind of tells you what's going to happen. The opening shot is in Dragonstone, and it's a south to north scan of the map table.
0: Oh, yes. the, the
1: the fireplace is framed in the background, so it looks like there's fire beyond the wall.
0: Oh, nice. Which
1: is exactly what wound up happening in the show. Nice. So I thought that was a neat touch. Any other instant take first take thoughts on this episode beyond the wall?
0: No, I need a shower now.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and practice your javelin throwing cuz you never need to, you never know when you're going to need to take down a dragon. He had pretty good form too.
0: He did, actually. He
1: did. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> <laughs> so yes, everybody stay tuned for our full episode breakdown that we're going to be posting on probably monday night on our regular podcast feed which you can find on itunes and stitcher just look us up nerdflix and chill you can also check out our website nerdflixandchill.com where you can also find our itunes and stitcher links as well as just listen to podcasts right there on the website so thank you guys for listening to game of thrones first take exclusively on lrm make sure you check out our full breakdown coming monday night Until next time, everybody, may the Force be with you because the night is dark and full of terrors.